Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Digital Agency Insiders podcast. My name is Tabitha Thomas, and I'm super excited to have you guys with us. Now, normally our podcast is Ben and I talking about owning your own agency, how to go after clients, some icebreakers, things like that. Um, but today we're doing something a little bit different. I got the chance to uh, interview a fellow agency owner named Ruby Abavala. And I'm hoping I didn't butcher his name. Uh, he uh, talks with us. I get to interview him. He talks with us about uh, owning his real estate uh, marketing agency and the ways that he sets up systems and how he hires VAs to help him do the prospecting side of his business so that he's able to actually do the sales and um, only spend like four hours a week actually working on his business, which is pretty incredible. So I'm excited for you guys to check this out. We're going to jump right into that. This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have you guys with us. Today, we've got uh, Ravi with us, who is a digital marketer himself, who has uh, actually a law school dropout who has uh, turned into a seven-figure entrepreneur. So I want to hear a little bit about this law school dropout. The ones that uh, start like that intrigue me the most. So tell me the story. How did yeah, you right. go from so, wanting to be a lawyer to where you are today? Great question. So uh, thanks for having me on here. First of all, love your guys' group, love what you guys do. So I'm super happy to be on here. Um, yeah, it's actually funny, right? So I'm a marketer at heart. So, you know, we say law school dropout because that's what sells tickets. Uh, in reality, I like got accepted in law school. I didn't even go to a first like semester of it. Uh, I left before that. But to keep like a very long story condensed, um, a whole life wanted to be a lawyer. That was the plan. That was like what I was going to do. I watched every episode of Law and Order and Suits that there was out there. Like I just thought that that's what lawyers did. And um, like graduated from college and was going to take a year to study for the law school admission test, which is like what you have to do really well on because I wanted to go to a top school in the nation. And three days after I graduated, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. He lived in Atlanta and I was in Florida at the time and he didn't have anyone to take care of him. So uh, after I just unpacked my bags at my hometown, I had to pack it back up again, drive up to Atlanta. And I spent the next year um, going to chemo and radiation with him five days a week. And then before we went to chemo and radiation and after I was studying for law school. Mm -hmm. So it was like a very, very difficult year for me. And it was all hindsight, you know, it was, it was great in hindsight, but it really made me struggle. And it really made me question, like, is this what I want to do? Right. I'm sitting in this chemo unit with like, I had like 10 year old girls there. There was like 31 year old guys who just thought that their life had started. And it just made me realize like how, really fragile life is, uh, and how you can very easily get stuck chasing somebody else's dreams. Um, and so then I dug a little deeper. I started asking lawyers that I knew, mm -hmm. uh, what their opinion was on law school and being a lawyer and 10 out of 10 lawyers, um, actually told me not to go to law school. And they all said, it's, it's a waste of money. You're in a different time. It's not like what you think about, like they were just literally 10 out of 10. Wow. And ironically, when I started thinking of it, all the people that wanted me to go to law school, my mom, my dad, you know, society, my yeah. family, none of them had been to law school. Yeah. And the people that had been to law school were all telling me not to go to law school. <laughs> so after like having a whole identity crisis, I read a really fantastic book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, and after I read that, I realized like, why am I caring about what everyone else thinks? This is my life. Like I'm going to make a decision. So took the test, scored in the top 10 percentile. 
got in the school of my dreams and then like everyone was all celebrating and that was when I came downstairs and was like I'm not going to law school um <laughs> uh, and everyone thought I threw my life away I had to move out of my house I was sleeping on bro my brother's couch um first six months we did six thousand dollars total in the first six months uh, and then we kind of took off from there um you know my online my agency we have 188 real estate agents in it right now I have five nice. other businesses as well um so it ended up being the right move but during the time it was like I don't even know if this is the right thing. The first six months I'm working in an Italian, right? Like you have to think of the mindset for both my family and myself from going mm -hmm. to like a top law school in the nation to working in an Italian restaurant, making less than $2,000 a month. It was, it was really difficult, but it was, it built who I am today. So yeah, yeah so that's why I have a law school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for a very good story. I like it. It does. It does. So how did you decide? Okay. So you're not going to law school. This is out of the picture. So how did you decide to start your own agency? Like how did that, how did that come about and had you even thought about doing something like that? Was somebody else in the industry that you were following or? Yeah, it's actually a really great question. And it's kind of funny. And it's like, it all blends together as I like look back. It's trying to think like nothing was like this and then this and then this, right? It all kind of happened. It's all but, a um, crazy. It all happened at the same time, right? Like I had no idea. I think two things happened at the same time. I think number one, I started Googling how to make money online, right? I just heard of it. Like I got Ty Lopez. I got retargeted by like a million Ty Lopez ads, as I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast yeah. has. And like, I would just see guys and girls that were doing testimonials that were doing these big numbers. And like, I was like, all right, well, if this freaking guy or gal can do it, there's no reason why I can't do it. Like, that's why I love social media. Like it, yeah. it literally shows you what is actually possible. You know, for the people that are telling the truth, it shows you what's actually possible. And so like, I wouldn't have known that I could have built this multiple seven figure companies all online unless I saw someone else do it first. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't even know this possibility. And so I saw other people's testimonials and I thought that was incredible. And then one of my fraternity brothers at my college, his dad, who I had met like, you know, whatever, when they came down for a football game had posted about like, Hey, our marketing agency, we're really doing a great job for these trucking companies, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, he runs a marketing agency. I remember I DM my friend and I said, Hey, can you please connect me with your dad? He's running a marketing agency. I don't want to learn how I can do that myself. That's exactly what I want to do. And I still remember this day. He literally texted me back. He said, LOL, that's my agency. My dad works for me. This is like my, <laughs> one of my good friends from college. And then I was like, all right, well, if he can do it. I know I can do it for sure. Uh, and that was when I was like, all right, it's going to be a marketing agency. I bought Ty Lopez's course. My first client was my cousin out of New York City. Uh, thank God he was so nice to me. He was a cousin-in-law, so I feel like he felt bad for me. He was like my only client. I don't even think we ever really delivered results for him. Uh, and then finally, like, I added leveraging, like, the mistakes I made on him, mm -hmm. which were very close. I joke about it all the time. I had a phone call with him yesterday. The mistakes I made on him, I was able to actually build, like, a successful agency. After that. Hey, that's how everybody starts. I feel like you've exactly. got to go through the the crap times <laughs> to yeah. figure out what you're doing and what you're doing wrong and, and change it up and, and finally be successful. So tell me about your agency. You said you deal with real estate agents. What exactly do you do inside your agency? Yeah, so we essentially run like a full service appointment generating agency. So uh, when people say full service, they think like content creation, all that stuff. We don't do content creation. And that's something we'll talk about later with systems and scalability. Um, mm -hmm. But like pretty much I learned that what do real estate agents want to need? They need leads. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started an agency that gave real estate agents leads. What I learned very quickly and why I was seriously struggling in the beginning was that real estate agents don't need leads. They need booked appointments with leads, right? Leads are kind of garbage. Like we're paired with a company here in San Diego that qualifies our leads for our companies or for our agents. Mm -hmm. And so we have the numbers, right? And we do 4,000 leads a week. And it's like, I think it's like 68% of leads come in after 5 p.m. before 9 a.m. 
mm-hmm. it's like 33% of leads come in on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know it's speed to lead for getting actual converting an online lead. And so instead of keep on getting upset with my real estate agents that they're not closing any, I'm saying they're hundred leads a month and they're not closing them. I realized like, okay, what if I could take it a step further and actually qualify the good leads and throw away the bad leads for them. Yep. And that was when we actually implemented a, what's called an inner service agent team where we qualify all the leads for real estate agents. So we use Facebook, Google, and YouTube to generate the lead. Then we qualify them with us based call center. And then we pass the booked appointment or live transfer onto our real estate agent who then just like shows up, we give them the scripts and they close the deal. So we'll full service in the sense of like, Hey, you sign up with us and you're going to get booked appointments with buyers or sellers pre-qualified in your market. Nice. That is incredible. And you've got how many people signed up with your agency right now? About a, it fluctuates month to month between yeah. 165 and 185, just depending on, you know, that's awesome. And how many people do you have working in your agency with you? Just in the agency. It's so hard to tell because everything combines in one, four, three, four, okay. something like that. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's a small number, which is great. Yeah. I like it when we can do it with small numbers. So the oh, one that's thing, the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that you and I talked about before was how you created systems and you use VAs to do things. So let's jump into that because I feel like one of the biggest areas that people fail in an agency is, is creating systems. Cause if you can't duplicate what you're doing, great. You're going to be spinning your wheel constantly. So tell me a little bit about, you know, once you become successful, how did you create some of those systems inside your agency? Right. So it was almost the chicken and the egg a little bit. It wasn't even once I became successful. I think it actually led to the success that I had. Right. And success is a relative term, like in the the eyes of many people, I'm not even close to successful. I don't even consider myself, but um, like where we were actually seeing growth, like business growth. Mm -hmm. And I was removing myself more and more was when I started implementing systems. Like, it was around, I went to a mastermind last year in October. Ironically, I spoke at the same mastermind this year, but I went there last year as just like doe-eyed entrepreneur um, and didn't know how to do anything. And I really learned the power of like standard operating procedures and virtual assistants and systems and choosing one niche, one offer and scaling that up, like a minimal viable offer, right? Minimal viable service. And so like once I kind of figured out and then within that, when I looked back at my Stripe account, I looked back at like my good days, my bad days, my good weeks, my bad weeks. I learned my good financial weeks and months, I was doing lead generation consistently every single day, whatever it was, I was fired up, I had a new outreach method, whatever it was, I was doing like video uh, DMs, you know, um, cold email outreach, cold call, whatever it is, and I was doing it consistently every single day. And that gave us a lot of appointments, which in turn made us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized is like, the truth of the matter is, I don't wanna do lead generation every single day. Like it's necessary for my company, I don't wanna do it every single day. Some days I want to sleep in, some days I'm traveling, some days I'm doing whatever it is. So I realized, what if I could find somebody to do that for me and I could pay them and they could set appointments for me. And so that was how I got into virtual assistance. And essentially I started finding VAs. Uh, I went through a VA placement company, which is what we've actually created now. And like, I got a virtual assistant in the Philippines who I gave all my scripts for, all my SOPs for, and she started working full time, 40 hours a week, if not overtime, every single month. And her only job was to book appointments in my calendar. And now all of a sudden, I'm not doing lead generation. So now I have more time to do appointments. Yes. And now I wake up every single day, my calendar is full. And so now we're like closing so many appointments. And then I have to start worrying about the back end. Like, okay, I can't offer, like we were doing chat bots for real estate agents. We were doing landing pages. We were doing seller and buyers. Like we are doing everything. And then I started realizing, okay, I have the front end systemized. Mm-hmm. I'm getting on appointments. Like, what if I can just get the back end systemized? Then I can really remove myself from this company. And yeah. so that was when I was like, from now on, 
no more dentists, no more chiros, no more anybody that has a credit card, only real estate agents, only buyer leads. We're going to run this only campaign for them. And we're going to systemize this whole thing so that a virtual assistant can set up the actual campaign, like the full mm -hmm. Facebook campaign. And so now it was like, I had the VAs that were generating appointments for me. I had the automation of the tools that brought it from the close to the actual fulfillment. So the ads are turned on and I'm just showing up to the appointments, closing the deal. And then I finally hired a salesperson and an account manager. And that's how I kind of removed myself. But that's like how we systemize and scale. And that's how I teach my clients now and my company to do the exact same thing. Cause like I did that for myself. Mm -hmm. Then I, was, I did it for three other agencies uh, that I have equity share in. Then I did it for a few other coaches and consultants. And then all those people just were like messaging me when I, you know, like I told you, I was in South America, I was in Central America. I went all across the United States. I went all over Europe and like, we're hitting record breaking months the whole time of traveling. So people are messaging me, how are you doing that? And then that slowly kind of snowballed into our scaling, which is program, what, what it is now. But like, that's how we systemize businesses. And that's exactly that order, lead mm -hmm. generation, and then uh, you taking the sales calls and then having the back end fulfilled and then finally removing yourself with sales and then account management. That's literally what we teach everybody in our program. That's awesome. And how long have you been running that program now? Uh, about 120 days. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're uh, doing great. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, almost almost five months, uh, and we've placed over 300 virtual assistants, fully trained uh, for entrepreneurs. We have like 80 video testimonials. It's pretty insane. That, I saw the the landing page for that. Not the yeah, it's insane, and we just got six more today. My team just sent me six more today. It's crazy. It's because it's like most agency owners or online entrepreneurs or business owners, they kind of know what they need to do, but it's just they don't have enough time. Action, yeah. right? You and I both know action is everything, yeah. and so we're like, hey, here's what you need to do, and P.S., here's a fully trained virtual assistant who's going to do it for you. And that is legitimately, it's nothing special that I did. It's just that yeah. that's had our, our kind of wildfire success that we've had. So are these, these virtual assistants, they're going through your company for these agency owners. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much there. So we, we have, I have a 50,000 square foot recruitment office in the Philippines. And so okay. we like to pull people from like American express, AT&T, Amazon, like people that have like, years of call center experience working with overseas individuals mm -hmm. and then we put them through a 30-day boot camp where we teach them communication skills how to read and write sops what an online advertising agency is what digital marketing is seo then they go through lead generation how to send facebook messages instagram messages linkedin software email messages they learn facebook ads like they learn how to be pretty much an agency like your dream agency employee yeah. Um, and then our client will meet the, uh, do a VA interview with like a few VAs. They'll choose whichever they want to work with and they kind of go off from there. That's incredible. I started to say, how do you, how do you train them on that specific agency? But if everybody's doing kind of the similar thing, um, is that what it is? Everybody's kind of doing this. Yeah, so like, that's one of the things we teach. Like, and that's one of the things when I speak on stages, I'm like, everyone thinks whenever we they ask the same, well, how are they going to work for me? I'm yeah. like, look. <laughs> most businesses, especially most online businesses, are all relatively the same. Everyone thinks they're super special and like their thing is super unique, but it can all be systemized and it can all be broken down to real core principles. So we really teach them the core principles. Uh, and then like we work with the entrepreneur on how to create specific SOPs. So like I just got off the phone, we just signed on someone who runs a SaaS company for, uh, he like creates mobile apps for restaurants and salons and law firms. And so technically that's not like our core yeah. Uh, agency owner audience, but it's the same idea, right? You need lead generation. We give you the lead generation. We give you how to do the messaging. We give you the channels to do it on. You need booked appointments. And also you need an onboarding process that's automated. You need email templates. You need pitch decks. It's all pretty much the same thing, except for the very last thing is instead of turning on a Facebook ad campaign, you're doing the fulfillment with a, an app. 
So yeah. it all kind of boils down to the same. I mean, we've had roofers, I've had real estate agents, I've had agency owners, we've had uh, uh, like a co-working space owner, like you name the industry, we've probably had somebody in it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long does it normally take you? I, you might have said this a while ago and I totally missed it, but how long does it take you once you get a VA from saying, okay, that's the VA that I want, their personality matches my agency to actually doing the work inside my agency? How long does that process normally take? Yeah. So we usually do a, a, interviews every Tuesday and Thursday. So like if you, like, like, let's say you, you were joining today, mm -hmm. tomorrow you would have your interview and they'd start working with you Thursday. Oh, wow. Uh, kind of yeah. It's that quick. Cause they've already gone through the 30 day training by the time oh, they before meet. they even interview with you yeah, okay. before they even meet you. I'm not, I'm not trying to have you get on and then you got to wait another 30 days. Like we just are pumping. Like, it's just like a, it's a, a funnel almost like really like a um, Henry Ford kind of his uh, line, but assembly line, but essentially like when you meet them, they're already ready to go. They spend three or four more days learning a little bit more about your business, what your offer is. And they start working. And like, I'd say 80% of our clients, the biggest problem they have is lead generation. And mm -hmm. so like, that's the first thing the VA comes in trained on how to do. And so like, if you join our program, you'll see on our recorded group coaching calls, like which we have every Monday and Thursday, it's like the first day you'll get booked appointments in your calendar, like first day with your target market. It's a, we've had people do $18,000 in the first three days. Like uh, their first 10,000 month was literally one month after joining our program. Um, and it's because you just have, like, I mean, just imagine everyone, you know, you should be doing lead generation. I know I should be doing lead. Like we all know we should be doing it, but we just Fine. don't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's time. It's a lot of time and it's tedious, right? Yeah. And so that's why we get the virtual assistant to do it. And then we even teach like in the program, we'll teach Facebook ads and stuff like that as well. So once you get the actual organic outreach down and once you systemize it to where you can close five, 10 clients in a day and there's not an issue with it, mm -hmm. then we show you how to turn on the paid ad side of it. And now you have organic ads, you have paid ads, you have everything systemized. And that's when you really see like, like monumental, disgusting growth. That's incredible. That's incredible. So I'm sure there's a billion things that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you. So is there anything else that you want to tell us about the program that you run right now and how it can help uh, other agency owners? Yeah. And like, you know, I don't even want to like really hard sell people in the program. I hate people that get on lives and do that. So like, I'm not even going to try to do that. I'd rather just exchange value. So like yes. if you're an agency owner, come through us, don't come through us, whatever it is. But I know that this group gives you a lot of value. So like things you should take away from this right away is like, Focus more on lead generation. Like just focus consistently every single day. Even if you don't hire a VA, you should block out three to four hours on a daily basis to doing Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, cold calling, calling friends and family, going to events, BNIs. Like every single day you should be doing something. Like that is 100% what should happen. Or don't be surprised when you don't make any money. Um, <laughs> and the second thing is like you should systemize your backend. So I, uh, SEO companies are the worst, but like agency owners, whatever it is, like, <laughs> and you oh, would think an SEO company would be the greatest. <laughs> I know, no, they're literally the worst at it. And they like, they work with everybody on everything. And it's like, and oh, it's okay. I, I farm this out to Fiverr VA, whatever it is. It's like, look, just because you're doing something inefficiently and then you pay somebody else to do it inefficiently, like that doesn't make it okay. Like you're still doing stuff inefficiently. So have lead generation going on every single day, but also figure out how to systemize your back end. Uh, mm -hmm. Like what we teach, like we give, all of our center operating procedures that for our seven figure agency, we give it to our new clients that come in there. And one of the things we'll notice is like our Facebook campaign for our real estate agents, it's the same campaign in every single market. And we just copy and paste it over and over and over again. And we do a lead form. It takes us eight minutes to set up a Facebook campaign for a client. Wow. It's unbelievable what we oh, do. It, and works, so because it works. It works. Exactly. It's a minimal viable service. They don't give a shit about chatbots. They don't like, I think chatbots are a waste of energy. Like, you know, it's it, like you're giving them now another channel that they have to monitor and then you end up monitoring it more than the real estate agents. And that was yeah. more work that you have to do. 
and, and this is just for real estate. I know it works for other industries. Yeah. But <laughs> so like for me, I saw that as a waste and I told my clients the same thing and I tell my students the same thing as well. Like figure out what's the bare minimum you can do in order to deliver results to a client that they're happy and they're making money. And then just copy and paste that for every single client you do and just have one industry and one offer. And that's how you get those huge months. And that's how you can like, anybody here that likes the four hour work week, like I only work Mondays and Thursdays. Like those are the only two days that I work in my business. Like other than that, I'm going to India for two weeks uh, in two weeks from now. And then I'm going, I'm hosting a mastermind in San Diego. Then I'm going to Aspen. Then I'm going to the beach and then I'm going to Cabo all in like 45 days. And it's Not all happening because, and I know we're going to keep on having big months because I have yeah. it all systemized. Yes. So like that's the goal. Like that's what you guys should really get into. And then like, if you're like, Hey, where do I find a virtual assistant that's fully trained or for $2.50 an hour? Or where do I find uh, the systems and tools and pitch decks and ads training and all that stuff as well? Then you can come to us for that. But like you, you have plenty of information on this call alone, in my opinion, that you can just start <laughs> out and start making money right away. Yes. So when it came to creating systems, is there a process that you go through when you're starting out with something new and you're like, okay, I need to create a process for this. Well, how do you sit down and create your processes? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So like the way that we do it, so we use something called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. -A, okay. uh, and it's like a task management software and that's where we create our SOPs. And okay. so whenever I'm doing something or whatever, I like, I'm like, why am I doing this right now? I should, someone else should be doing this for me. Mm -hmm. What I'll do is like, I'll type it out in Asana as like a checklist as I go through it. So let's say it's setting up a Facebook campaign. Mm -hmm. I would literally like, okay, click accept page invite. Then I'll type in click accept page invite. And I'll just do everything step by step. And then after I had typed it all out, I would actually redo it all again. And I would use a software called Loom, L-O-O-M. And okay. I would re-Loom, it's L-O-O-M. Uh -huh. it's, it's actually a screen re recording software. Okay. And I would literally do the entire SOP center operating procedure again. And I would just record my screen doing it mm -hmm. so that way. My virtual assistant, or even I have like us based and London based and Can Canadian employees as well. Like even them, I did the exact same thing for they have yeah. a written way to do it and they have a video way to do it. And it also forces me to kind of systemize it even more. Like if it's uh -huh. like, if I'm offering a hundred options to clients, well then I have to offer a hundred different variations of an SOP for my team. And I don't want to do that. I'm lazy. Like yeah. I'm the most lazy disciplined person you'll ever meet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if I only tell the clients, we only have one offer, then I only have to teach my team how to do one offer and it makes it easier for me. So like, yeah. that's how we do it. We like write it out first. Then we video. Actually, if you want to put in the podcast or whatever, we have a free training on an SOP, like how to create SOPs from scratch. Okay. Um, yeah. It's rubyabubala.com slash SOP dash training. Um, and you can literally see from scratch, like how the, the software we use, I, I create a SOP for my team on Facebook and Instagram outreach, how to do it, what the messaging should say, all of that. Um, yeah. And if you go there, you can get a free little thing that shows you how to do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. I have enjoyed chatting with you and, and hearing about all your adventures and the fact that you're only working two days a week. I'm a little bit envious of it, but I enjoy what I do. So. <laughs> and look, and that's the thing I tell people as well when they're like, Ravi, I love what I do, or I don't just want to work four hours a week or two days a week. In reality, like, yeah, I'm about to do a whole lot of traveling. But when I say work four hours a week, whatever it is, like, that's when I'm like doing management stuff. I'm managing other people, like whatever it is. I still work from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. But my time is now spent learning YouTube ads, like creating mm -hmm. organic content on Facebook, doing podcasts like this, mm -hmm. speaking at events with hundreds or thousands of people at it, traveling to different events. Like I'm doing more of a business owner, CEO, executive stuff. And that's what you should aim to do. Like, I don't really, I love what I do a lot. So mm -hmm. I don't really want to be like, just totally removed where I'm not even doing anything. Yeah. I just want to be able to do the high level stuff 
that is like, wow, like I learned how to do Google ads and retargeting and like all that stuff as well. That just, you don't you can't even imagine that stuff when you're inside your business. Like, how am I going to make rent next week? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Thousand, uh, thousand foot view. Is that what it's called? Yeah. hundred yes, percent. I love it. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Now, if you want to see more insider interviews of other agency owners, I want to invite you to join our Digital Agency Insiders Mastermind. Now, inside the mastermind, it's for entrepreneurs who are ready to build a six and seven figure per year agency and to be able to run it from a coffee shop. How incredible would that be? So inside of our mastermind, you'll get access to premium step-by-step -step training um, from Dr. Ben, as well as myself and some others about starting, building, and scaling your agency. Um, along that training, you're going to get behind the scenes looks at other successful agencies. You're going to get a weekly live call uh, with our team and then 24-hour access to our team, as well as other members in that group. And we're going to give you a free... We're going to give you a free uh, two-week training. So if, to get into this, go to digitalagencyinsiders.com backslash mastermind. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.